Hey y'all, uh, this is Kerwin. I just wanted to quickly pop in and just say that this episode, this bonus episode was recorded before January 6th. That's why there is nothing about January 6th, 2021 in this episode. Um, this is a fun episode. Let's have some fun. Let's reminisce. Let's have some fun together. I know it's hard out here. Uh, I am currently recording this on set no it's not september uh it's january 19 2021 so tomorrow is the inauguration um take care of yourselves practice in self-care uh do what you need to do um we don't know what to expect i think we're all anxiety is at an all-time high for us so take care of yourselves enjoy this episode i love you and enjoy Hey y'all, welcome back to the Lip Bay Podcast. I'm your host, Kerwin. Um, this is a bonus episode. We're going to call this Netflix and Shrills. Uh, this is the TV movie episode, things I've been watching in 2020. Um, yeah, girl, we're going to get right into it. But before we get into that, you already know what the flow is. We have to talk about a black business. So today's black business is going to be the McBride sisters. They do black owned black girl magic wine. Y'all It's a sister duo. They're in business together. They make wine. They got vineyards. Um, Check them out at McBrideSisters.com. You must be 21 or older, obviously, because we're talking about alcohol. But yeah, go ahead and go to their website. Read their um, read their story of how they like. Just read their story. That's all I'll say. It's a very beautiful story. There's also a video. They did like a news story on the two sisters. Like I thought it was beautiful. One sister is like from California and one sister is from like New Zealand. So very, very beautiful meeting of the minds and meeting of the family for business, the family business. Um, So yeah, they have a line of Black Girl Magic wine. Unfortunately, they do not sell it up here in the Pacific Northwest, at least not where I am. I never see it in the grocery stores, unfortunately. So that's unfortunate. But I always get the Sauvignon Blanc because that's uh, the McBride sisters. Sauvignon Blanc because that's the only one I can find up here in the sunken place. I mean, the the Pacific Northwest. Um, But yeah, go ahead and check them out at the McBrideSisters.com. And, uh, you know, check out the wine, but also check out their story. I thought it was very beautiful. I was actually going to do a whole spiel on that, but I was like, actually, y'all should go ahead and just, like, look at the video for yourself. It was very beautiful. You know, it made me feel all the feels, if you will. Also, moving on, word of the month is fastidious, which means excessively particular, critical or demanding or hard to please. I'll use it in a sentence for you. It was hard for Serena to be on the dating apps because the men she swiped through seemed to be so fastidious in what they were looking for, but didn't offer her anything of value in return. What a mood, Serena. What a mood. So yeah, let's get into this episode. So y'all, I watched a lot of television this year. Um, A lot, especially in the beginning of quarantine. I was just, I was always watching TV. I had all the streaming services, y'all. I had Netflix, Hulu, HBO. I had Amazon Prime Video. We had Disney Plus. We had it all. So we were just, we were just out here consuming all sorts of types of content. Now, I'm not going to go through everything I watched this year. I'm just going to, you know, give us some, 
some highlights, if you will, because obviously a lot of the stuff I watched like earlier in the year and I don't even remember what it was about. I just like sometimes I just remember that like stuff is just good. It was really entertaining to watch, but like I don't really I like if it came to me explaining what the show was about, I can't really do that articulately. <laughs> I don't have the I don't have the movie TV range right now, y'all. So yeah, we're gonna start off with with Netflix. What I was watching on the Netflix. Obviously, we're watching Love Is Blind. Love Is Blind is my show. Um, I also saw that they were looking for people in Chicago. I think it was earlier this year. They were looking for people in the Chicago area to participate in a Love Is Blind experiment, and I was like, oh my gosh, I. Oh my gosh, Love is Blind. So let me describe the show first and then I'll kind of go into my feelings about it. So Love is Blind had a really cool premise, I guess. Um, so basically, you know, people are in these pods, they're talking to each other, but they don't know how they look. So that you're basically falling in love with um, their personality. And then, you know, once you guys get, uh, you know, you guys figure like, oh, I think I think you're the one. So they propose. You have to like whoever can propose you know you can propose to the person and then now y'all are going to get married but you they have to like go on their honeymoon first they have to like go home and meet the parents and stuff like that and then you know live together and then they have to decide and then they have to decide at the wedding day if they're going to go through with the wedding or if they're not so obviously the most talked about couple obviously is Cameron and Lauren loved the interracial moment. I love it. A lot of people thought it was corny when they were both crying in their in their pods about their family. I thought that shit was so cute and heartwarming. I was like, I love that y'all are both crying about like how much you love your families right now. Like I thought that was so cute. Um, there was a time I feel like we all like no one could question the love that Cameron had for Lauren. But for me, I feel like Lauren had a poker face. Like, she, I didn't know if she was going to say yay or nay at the wedding, honestly. Because, like, you know, and there was a point where Cameron was like, you know, I don't know if you're going to say yes or no at the wedding. And da-da-da-da. She was just like, oh, okay. And I'm like, ooh. But, yeah, they ended up, oh, spoiler alert. They ended up together. Um, they're still together as far as I see on, like, Instagram and stuff. Uh, they have a YouTube channel, Hanging with the Hamiltons. They are so cute. Like, I can't even with this couple. Yeah, I they were my favorite couple, obviously. Um, and then, of course, we have to talk about Mark and Messica, a.k.a. Jessica. Oh, my goodness. How Jessica was so hung up on Mark's age. Because I think, how old was Jessica? Was Jessica, like, 34 or something like that? And Mark was 24, so she just, like, could not get over, like, a younger man, like, being with a younger man. But... You know, Mark was, I mean, it just, it was very frustrating watching those two couples in, or watching that couple interact because he seemed to be really bad about it. And she was just like, but your age, you know, your job, you're this, you're that. And I'm just like, okay, girl, but you said, you know, you come in here to find love. So like they told you it's not going to be everything, you know, they told you already, you don't know what the person looks like. You know, and it's, you don't know what the person looks like. You only go based off of their um, personality. I thought it was really interesting that uh, Jessica was going for Burnett at first. Burnett, is that his name? Burnett, whatever, Bernard. No, it was Burnett or something like that at first and told Mark, she was like, oh yeah, I want to be with you. I want to be with Burnett. And then Burnett cho chose Amber and then she came back, babe, babe. 
Eve back to Mark, I was like, ooh, ooh, she fake. So yeah, I I thought the show was very entertaining. Uh, one small little criticism I have for it, I guess I thought walking into it, I thought everybody was gonna get matched up. I didn't know that they were just gonna pick six couples. I understand now like why they only pick six couples because if you did it more than that, like it would kind of get, I don't know, too too much. I see that now. But um, when we saw like the big group of like 30 some people at the beginning, there were a lot of other black women, um, I would say with more realistic body types, a lot more curvier, things like that. Um, beautiful women that did not get chosen at all. And I would have loved to see them get matched up as well, not just Lauren. Uh, but I, I, I have so much love for Lauren and Cameron. I think they're great. It's just like, I I also thought that like that white dude that was like, oh yeah, I'm a virgin and he's like 30. I thought he was gonna get mashed up. Like they had a lot of really interesting storylines that like didn't really get that much attention or got like attention for like a second. So I guess that was like my small criticism. I would have wanted to see more of the black women in the beginning get matched up, um, but that's all right. Moving forward, I would love to see a show where we could see like uh, like something like this, like uh, Love is Blind, but like a LGBTQI plus version or something. I think that would be very interesting to see. Um, and maybe, you know, I don't know how I feel about like getting married to someone that I have only known for maybe like two months or whatever. I don't know about that for me. I think that I would definitely like do like an experiment like this, but I wouldn't do it if it's going to be televised because I don't want people in my business. But um, <laughs> yeah, so ooh, another show we're going to talk about is Dating Around. If you haven't seen Dating Around, I highly recommend it. If you're into like dating shows and this specifically is a blind dating show, um, it's not like a competition or anything. It's just people going on... So they pick like one person, they go on these dates with five different people, I think, and then they pick someone that they want to like, you know, move forward with. But the, the cool thing about it is that there's no time to stalk the people beforehand. You know, you know, if somebody say like, oh, let me look up their Facebook. Oh, let me look up their Instagram to see who this person is, what they do, what they post, blah, blah, blah. But um, no, you know, it's a blind date in today's world, which I thought that would be kind of cool. Um, I would consider going on a show like that too. I think I would love it for that to be televised. Maybe that specific thing because like marriage isn't in the mix. You're just like getting to know someone. I think that that would be a really cool like thing to do. So I, I watched uh, Dating Around. One of my favorite episodes was with this girl. I think her name was Deva, I think. And she was a bisexual black woman, beautiful, dressed fabulously like she was fabulous. Um... And she got into a conversation with this guy because they were both talking about, you know, like they're not monogamous. And they were like, oh, okay, well, like talk me through like your non-monogamy or whatever or your open relationship or your polyamory. And the guy was telling him or was telling Deva that he only had women partners and that when he was involved with his women partners, they can't have other partners that are men. And Deva was like, oh, isn't that a little like, I don't know, misogynist, like sexist? And he was like, no, not at all. And I was like, bruh. So, I mean, it brings up like this show is very good. And like, I love that it, it has all types of different representation on it. It's not always just like the person that's like societally what people think societally pretty people do. Like it's, it's, it's everybody. 
So I love that it's like, it's very much so like normal body types, different people, people of color. I was very happy to see that. And they also have a Dating Around Brazil, which I also watched. Dating Around Brazil, honey, get your wine ready. It's hot, okay? It is hot. Like dating, dating around U.S. was fine, but you wanna you wanna crank it up a notch. You've been you've been quarantined alone for a really long time, and you're just like, I need I need to watch something a little hot. Da watch dating around Brazil because it was hot. I was like, oh my word, yeah, it was very hot. Like the, I finished that whole season in a day, in a in an evening. I was like, I can't stop watching the show. So good, so highly recommend it. Um, also, I watched The Circle which is a social media like competition show. It was very interesting, very interesting. Uh, it seems like it's to find catfish, I guess, or to see who's being the most real or authentic or something, I guess. Um, it's very entertaining to watch. Um, you find yourself like rooting for, you know, rooting for your favorite and all that good stuff. I will say one of my favorites from uh, the Circle U.S. is was Chris. I loved Chris. He was fabulous. He had a fa fabulous hair, fabulous uh, outfits, just looks for days. I was like, yes. And then I loved Sammy too. And then who else? Did, was there anybody else that I like really liked? Who was that girl? They were, also had this girl on here who like fell in love. I don't. Actually, we're not going to go there. Watch the show. The Circle is very good, very entertaining. They also have the Circle US. They have the Circle Brazil, which is very good. And they have the Circle France. What I will say about the Circle France, these people don't give a fuck, okay? They're like, I'm here to get this money. I don't care about none of this. I don't want to make no friends. None of that. Like, they're here to get this money. I, I was thoroughly, thoroughly, like, enthralled in the Circle France. I highly recommend it. If you don't mind reading, um, you know, uh, captions, you know, they would say like little catchphrases. And so like I would see what they were saying in the subtitles. So I would be like cheering with them in French. It was so fun. So like especially if you're trying to learn French, that could be like a really good show to learn. Like not only like uh, that, like uh, real people French, I guess, like people that speak with like slang in French, I would say. Yeah. So that's a great way to learn that. I would highly recommend watching um, Brazil, the Circle Brazil and France, as well as the U.S. Because Brazil and France both psh, blew the U.S. out of the water, per use. But anyway, moving on. I, oh yeah, wait. I think I, I go back and forth if, if I would want to be on a show like The Circle. I feel like I have the possibility to win The Circle. That's why I'm like, ooh, I would want to like, beyond the circle like I feel like I could win it I feel like I could but I also just feel like it would be like really fun I feel like it would be so much fun and like everybody gets their own little room too I was like oh so it would be like the perfect socially distant show honestly oh okay yeah and there's supposed to be new episodes I think coming at the beginning of 2021 so I will be watching y'all because you know I'll be in the house um but yeah next up we have selling sunset which my friend put me on to and like at first I was like mm, I don't know and but I got I got sucked in y'all to the reality TV that is Selling Sunset. Selling Sunset um, follows like this brokerage. Uh, they do luxury Hollywood homes. That's what they sell. Um, and you just see like the drama between like all the all the white women 
<laughs> in the office. And, like, sometimes with the two guys that run it, they're two twin brothers that run it. I don't know their names right now. Uh, but you just see kind of, like, you get an inside look at their life. You get an inside look at, like, how much money you would need to, like, buy a home in L.A. And, like, how, how far your money will take you in L.A. They had this $40 million home that was insane. I was just like, yeah. And they were just like, oh, yeah, like, this this uh, Chinese businessman is going to come and look look at it. He seems like this will be the perfect summer home. And I'm like, who is out here buying summer homes for $40 million? You got money, money. Oh, he got money. So, Selling Sunset, if you're into reality TV, uh, it was great television. It was great television. The drama. Because I'm not a very dramatic person myself. I don't get myself into a lot of drama. But I do like watching TV drama. So, I was like, okay, this this works. Next up, we have Black as Fuck, Black AF, um, by, oh, what's his name, Kenya Burris. And he also does, he does, he's done a lot, but his most uh, late, late, later work, latest work is like uh, blackish. So, yeah, uh, I think he did Grownish too, I'm assuming. But we'll, I don't, I don't forget. But yeah, Black as Fuck, Black AF. Um, it was interesting. It was very interesting. It's almost shot like like The Office or like Parks and Rec, but it's like a black family. Um, I still don't know how I feel about the show. I don't know if it's like a favorite of mine, but it was definitely entertaining at points. Um, I guess I just went into this show kind of blindly and I guess I didn't really know what to expect. And then I watched it and I was just like, it's not a bad show, I don't think. I just, I still don't know how I feel about it. I will say, though, the episode that Tyler Perry was on was very good. Or at least that part of the episode was very good. I can't remember the whole episode at this point. But, yeah. Black AF, it was, I mean, it's definitely worth a watch. I would say see how you feel about it. But I, I liked it enough to finish the entire season. So, if that says anything. Obviously, so, we're going to talk about Tiger King for, like, a second. Because... I didn't even want to watch Tiger King. Uh, my sister and my brother-in-law made me watch Tiger King. They were like, it's just so crazy. It's just so crazy. And I was just like, I don't want to watch this. Um, but I watched it. I watched like, I think I watched like four episodes in a day. And I was just like, I, I, I'm think, I think I'm good. <laughs> I think I'm good on this. And then they were like, no, like that's when it gets good. And I was like, okay. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely entertaining. It was wild. Uh you know, his songs that he had, the songs he was releasing was, <laughs> they, they were fun, I guess, that here, kitty, kitty, okay, all right, you know, it was interesting, I will say that, it was definitely interesting, um, I think, personally, I would have, I would have been just fine if I hadn't finished it, but I did finish it, and it was interesting, um, the Carol Baskin narrative was entertaining, we'll, I guess we'll never know if she fed that man to the tigers but we'll never know but she out here getting her money so you know good on her but yeah it was it was very it was very interesting i guess i wasn't expecting the like the polyamorous trope in, um of his story was his name joe i think that was his name yeah i was not expecting that so that was a, a pleasant surprise i guess i was like oh they getting down in the south down in florida all right cool but yeah, so then of course we watched The Social Dilemma. I already kind of talked about that, but I thought it was I thought it was an interesting documentary. I definitely learned a little bit more about the ways that 
these companies are trying to get our data and what they do with our data. And, you know, I've been working on when I'm um, watching YouTube, just typing in the videos I want to see and not always clicking on the recommended videos. Um, yeah, because I'm not trying to, I don't really have time to be going down on rabbit holes because I'm very busy. So, yeah, I don't have time for that. But sometimes YouTube just be getting me, bro. So that's just what it is. Uh, but yeah, so Social Dilemma, I think it's, I think that's a great piece or documentary to watch, especially if you have a family with like kids who have their own cell phones. I think that's a, I think it's like the documentary is a great like discussion piece to have with like family and friends. So I really enjoyed it. Um, and then, you know, when, after you see that, you kind of like act accordingly, you move accordingly. Like, okay, well, like, what am I going to do to like, lessen my time on social media what things am i going to replace with that time what hobbies am i going to replace with that time so i'm not always so plugged in i think there's a there's a way that you can be unplugged but still connected if that makes sense i think there's a way that you can achieve that but you just have to achieve, find ways to achieve that on your own accord so yeah I, I enjoyed The Social Dilemma. Next uh, next up, I do have to watch The Hack. I have not watched The Hack yet, but I was, like, looking at it on Netflix, like, looking at the preview, and it said it was two hours long, and I was like, bro, who has two hours to watch a movie? But, yeah, I'm going to get to it. I'm going to get to it. So next up, we have The Lovebirds with Issa Rae, and who is that man? Oh, he's really cute. He's really cute. He, I don't know his name. Hold on. Let me look him up real quick. Lovebirds. What's his name? He's really cute. I cannot stop saying it. Uh, Come on now. Can y'all just, here we go. Kamel Nanjani? Nanjani? I think that's how you say his name. He's very handsome. Very handsome. I'm digging the hair, digging the brows, digging his facial expressions. Uh, I thought the movie was cute. I thought it was funny. Um, I don't feel called to really watch it, like, you know, over and over again. But, like, it, it was definitely funny. And I was definitely here for that representation of black women dating interracially. And that interracial dating does, has nothing to do with white people. That's what I was here for. So I was here for that moment. Also, we talked a little bit about Disclosure. Um, I love Disclosure, uh, the documentary on Netflix where they talk about trans, good and bad trans media from the past and of today and how it's getting better, but there's so much more work to do. Um, but yeah, if you haven't seen Disclosure, what you out here doing, bro? What you out here doing? Yes, go look at Disclosure. Um, let me see. Oh, yeah, we talked about the old guard a little bit, too. So the old guard, actually, I got that wrong in the episode where whenever I talked about the old guard, that is not Trinity from the Matrix. That is Charlize Theron. What's her name? Yes. I really thought, I really thought that was Trinity from the Matrix. Oh, my word. I really thought that was her. And that was definitely Charlize Theron. Is that how you say her name? Yeah, that was definitely not Trinity from the Matrix. So, yeah. It's about these, it's like, like this group of four people who have been alive for centuries. They can't die. So they try to, you know, make the world a better place by like, you know, going on these missions to beat up bad people and stop really bad things from happening to the world and to people in big, in mass groups of people, that kind of thing. And then uh, somebody starts to 
not, you know, recover from injuries anymore, too. Yeah, so, you know, I'm not going to tell you who stops being, you know, a forever person. But, yeah, that's that's kind of where they throw in a little wrench in the plans. And then, also, there's a little Black Girl Magic moment in there, too. So, I was like, all right, was not mad at that. Um, moving on. Oh, yeah, Alter Carbon for any of you guys um, who are into, like, fantasy, sci-fi with Black people POC representation. Uh, Altered Carbon is that show for you. There are two seasons of it out on Netflix. Get into it. Yes, get into it. It's a very good show. Um, also, Pose. Get into Pose. Get into Pose. I, I talked about Pose in my Felix Ever After uh, episode where I also delve a little bit into... Well, I actually didn't delve that much into Disclosure because I want y'all to watch Disclosure. I want y'all to watch all of these. But yeah, get into Pose. There's two seasons on Netflix. Get your Kleenex ready because you're going to be crying. That's all I will say. But Pose is a very great show. Um, Hulu. Oh, yeah. As far as Hulu goes, I have... Oh, yeah. Oh, do I even remember what the show was about, though? So I was watching Dollface with Kat Dennings. And it also had... Matthew Gray Goobler, who is Dr. Reed on Criminal Minds. And anybody who knows me knows that Dr. Reed is Bay. That's it. Like Dr. Reed is 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 Bay. He's he's everything. <laughs> he's mine. So yeah, um I was really happy to see him. I was really happy to see him in Dollface. Um Dollface was a show and I thought it was a really important show that came out this year about a girl who had been in a relationship with a guy for like five years and so she was so wrapped up in her relationship that she lost all her friends and so when they finally broke up she didn't have any friends so she had to like she was like well my two best friends I haven't talked to them in a long time you know I want to I want to catch up and I you know I need somebody to talk to you know blah 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 and you know they they were first they were having a hard time they were like oh well like you abandoned us like you didn't have no time for us for five years and now here you are talking about something oh you want to be friends again so a lots of really great lessons lots of really great girlfriend moments in that show it was very funny just it, it was just refreshing to see like a focus on female relationships for once so I was just like okay that's very cool yeah so I was I was very much so into that um oh yeah i also watched high fidelity with what's that girl's name zoe kravitz my queen um yeah i thought i really enjoyed it i enjoyed the soundtrack i enjoyed all the music that came out of that show i mean not that it was new music but they just like they really kind of brought up some old hits too that i hadn't listened to in a really long time and i was like oh dang they also have a a playlist on spotify of all the music that was played on the show. So if you want to visit that and watch that show and do all that. Um, I've seen High Fidelity before with John Cusack, but that was a really long time ago. I would want to say it was like at least 15 years ago when I saw that movie. I don't really remember it that much. Um, I'm glad that they decided to do the show, remake this and make it a show with a, a POC lead character. Um, and then I I also really enjoyed the two, like her two friends, I forgot the name 
of their characters. But I really enjoyed the two friends and, like, the banter they had with each other when they were talking about music or, like, anything. Like, I was here for it. So, High Fidelity, if you haven't seen it, I really enjoyed it. I talked about Woke a little bit, too. Woke is very good. It's eight episodes, I believe, and it's, like, every episode is, like, 24 minutes. Super easy binge if you binge but if not it's a, it's also a really great show to like take your time and watch uh woke is about this guy this black guy who has his first like traumatizing experience with the police and that that is what like really opens his eyes and like makes him quote unquote woke now so he's like questioning everything and like you know, there's just a, a lot of really great themes um, about people of color, especially as it pertains to getting help after a traumatic uh, experience. So um, it's a very good show. Easy watch. Uh, I, yes. Please get into Woke if you haven't seen it already. Little Fires Everywhere. I talked about Little Fires Everywhere in my first episode, Little Fires Everywhere, where I talked about the book. And I also kind of go into the show, too, with Katie Holmes and them. So, you know, Katie Holmes is not in Little Fires Everywhere. But go go back and uh, see, listen to the episode that I have about Little Fires Everywhere. I go a little bit more into it. But Carrie Washington, Reese Witherspoon, Joshua Jackson... Um, whoever those little kids were, the kids in that show were acting their asses off. And I was here for that moment. I said, yes, 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 yes. They all did a phenomenal job. Very believable. Very professional. I said, oh, okay. You enunciate those words. Yeah, they, they played the hell out of those roles. So, highly recommend Little Fires Everywhere. And I also recommend Little Fires Everywhere, the book as well. You know, like the book and the, the, book and the show aren't the same. But I just, I think either way. It's either way you either way you toss it, the content in book form or in show form was very good. So, you know, re do one or the other or, you know, do both. <laughs> you can do both. Get you one that can do both. Now, the bold type, this is where we're going to talk a little bit more. So, the bold type is a great show. My friend put me on to this one, too. Shout out to you, Brittany. Shout out to you. Yes. So... The Bull Type is one of my favorite shows. I watch it on Hulu. Um, originally, it is on... What is that thing? Uh, Freeform. Freeform, because Freeform got that content. Uh, Grownish is on Freeform, and also there's this other show that my sister watches. I might get back into it, too, but it's called Siren. It's about mermaids. It's 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 actually pretty entertaining, it is it is an interesting show. But yeah, Freeform, the channel has Freeform got that content. That's all I will say. So yeah, back to the bold type. The bold type follows three girls. It's Kat, Sloan, or Jane Sloan, uh, and what is that girl's name? Sutton. Sutton, that's right. Um, they are living there are young women in their twenties, I'm assuming to be yeah, their twenties, living in New York City. They all work for a fashion magazine and they're going through a lot of like really relatable issues and, you know, of people today in their twenties. So it's a very like up to date hip show, if you will. So they cover a lot of um issues, which I'm really grateful for. I'm on the fourth season of the show, which I think is the last season that's offered on Hulu at least. Um, some of the themes that they talk about is just like um, transgender people and their rights. Um, they talk about pegging. Um, they talk about, 
you know, like our uh one of the one of the characters, Kat, she has, you know, only dated cis straight men for her whole like adult or dating career, we should say. So, you know, she meets this woman who is a lesbian, proud lesbian, and she finds herself having a crush on that person. And then that is her first, you know, we see her getting into her first, like, uh, I guess at that point, lesbian relationship. And then after they, oh, spoiler alert, after they break up, <laughs> after they break up, uh, we see her kind of like grappling with, well, am I a lesbian? Like, or am I just queer? Or like, how do I identify now? So it's really great to see her go through go through the motions because a lot of people go through that it's like you've been dating a certain way for your whole life because you think that's what you're supposed to do so it's just like you know and then you kind of you step out of your comfort zone and you're like oh wait but I like this too so I really thought that that was uh I thought that was a very cool character accoutrement uh or like character arc I guess you could say um, so it's been really great watching her and her like identity journey amongst other things. And she's like the social media director, the youngest first black social media director of the company. So like I was like, you better work, cat. Um, they also talk about young people getting involved in politics um, and like the role that social media plays in that kind of thing. Um, they talk about, you know polyamory and being monogamous and being monogamish and um what else do they talk about they talk about gun control they talk about you know things you go through with your roommates they talk about dating an older man but you know at at the company that you work with but like you know you maybe you don't work directly under that person but it still looks bad it looks like maybe you get certain opportunities because you got somebody you're dating somebody in a higher ranking uh, position in the company um, it talks about having what is it called the BRCA gene which I think is one of the first first uh, first detections of breast cancer or some sort of cancer um, but you're in your 20s so maybe you have to consider like freezing your eggs like you know and, and then also, like, you being 20, 25, 26, and you still, you think, like, oh, maybe I want to do fashion design. Oh, but maybe I want to do styling. Oh, but maybe I want to do this. Oh, but actually, I want to be this. You know, like, you don't have to, like, be so sure. You can try different things. You're still young. It, it doesn't matter what age you are. You can still try to do different things no matter what age you are. So, I highly recommend The Bold Type. It does have its, like, kind of corny moments, but I'm here for that kind of TV because, like, I... <laughs> Honey, this is this is some of the best television that I've watched in a while. And they're covering issues that people are going through right now. They had an episode where they talked about consent and where the guy thought, like, you know, he was like, well, I thought the thing was consensual. And then the girl wrote an article and was like, well, actually, no. So they saw this sexual encounter. It was the same sexual encounter, but they both had their sides of the story. Yeah, and they cover, like, victim blaming. Like, oh, my God. There, there's just, like, so many good things that are covered in this show that I feel like everybody should be watching this show. You know, it, it's it's just very relevant, in my opinion. So, in my professional opinion, it is very relevant. So, get into the bold type. I'm here for the bold type. Love the bold type. Love everything. I feel like, whew, I just, you know... Freeform got that content. That's all I'll say about that. 
So anyway, let's see. Okay, so now we'll move on to HBO. Of course, I was watching Insecure with Issa Rae. Of course, I was, and we, you know, we we were all, we were all, you know, watching. What was that girl's name? Her name is not Condoleezza. What was her name? Condola. That was her name. We were watching Condola just fuck everything up all season. We were just so sad. We finally saw, spoiler alert, we finally saw Issa and Lawrence try to like mend their relationship and start to get back on track. And then Condoleezza Rice or Condola, Condoleezza Rice was, she was pregnant. You know, and now they have to like think, and of course that's where they left us off. Now we don't know when they're gonna be, we don't know when they're gonna shoot Insecure again. So now we just got this big old thing. And I also hated, I love to see like, uh, I, okay, so like I love to see disagreements within friendships that make you wonder why you guys are friends. Are you friends out of like familiarity because it's comfortable, or are you friends because like, you know what I mean? Oh, we've been friends for a long time. Or, like, is it friends because, like, oh, yeah, like, we have our differences, but I still love this person. So it was really interesting to see the dynamic between Issa and Molly's relationship this uh, season as well. Also, I was always here for this Molly and Andrew moment. Just representation-wise, I was here for it. I was here for it. Um, it was nice to see Molly going back to therapy. Um, and I just... Ooh, I just um, I just want to know what's gonna happen now, and I don't know when the show is coming back. Um, so I'm just I'm just gonna be waiting to see what happens between Condola, Lawrence, and uh, Issa, and oh, what's that? Nathan, cause Nathan came back too, and Nathan was trying to give Issa those eyes, and Nathan, and Issa was like, oh, I'm with Lawrence now, bye. So yeah. I I I'm very I'm very excited to see what's going to happen very excited but i don't i just don't know when it's coming back so i'm just i'm scared i'm 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 ready i'm anxious but yeah so next up we are going to talk about i may destroy you by michaela cole uh she acted in it she directed it she wrote it um she produced it i believe like she did it all michaela cole is one of the most talented women in the world according in my own professional opinion um she wrote chewing gum which was it was kind of outrageous but it was very funny um it's on netflix i believe and there's two seasons of it and she t she keeps telling us she was like i'm not writing chewing gum anymore so stop asking like she <laughs> she done told us that already she actually has a lot of content on netflix that she's like acting in i don't know that she's wrote it but she's like acting in it there's a musical that she's in that i do want to watch um so can't wait to get into that um but yeah back to i may destroy you i may destroy you was always a very good show to me um but especially when they started tackling the theme of consent that's what got me that was it for me because i saw because i i just feel like in my personal experience and just like a lot of women can relate to this like a lot of men get away with a lot of stuff. And so it's like, if you don't check them on it, they're going to keep doing that, if not to you, to another woman. So it's like, it's up to us in those moments. If we, you know, if we use our agency, if we have our voice at that point, to be like, nah, that's not okay. And let me tell you why. 
You know what I mean? It's up to us to walk away from those um, situations. And I know I've been in, you know, certain situations where I felt like I couldn't walk away or like, you know, maybe my safety would be compromised or something like that if I say, you know, like just different little things. So it's just like, I know that this like hit home for a lot of people. It's a very uncomfortable show to watch, but a very necessary show to watch. And it's beautifully done. Um, and she covers a range of different kind of consents too, not just with the straights. So, um, yeah, it's it's a very good show. I was going to give an example right there, but then I was like, I don't want to ruin it. I want you to like get into it and watch it. Um, yeah, I don't want to ruin the show by telling you anymore. But like, it is very good. It was very well done. Um, it will make you cry. It'll make you mad, you know, but it's a very good show. And, and the story needs to be told. And a lot of men, in my opinion, need to watch this. Like, if you don't know anything about boundary setting, if you don't know anything about consent, you need to watch this. So, that's that on that. That's all I want to say about that. Lovecraft Country, I was here for. I ain't never seen so many beautiful black people in the sci-fi, fantasy, black-ass space. I was just like, HBO really had that content this quarantine. They really had me glued to this TV. I said, oh, because I was just going to let it go after Insecure. And then they were like, oh, but wait, I may destroy you. And then they were like, oh, but wait, Lovecraft Country. I was like, okay, guys. Okay, guys. <laughs> so, yeah, Lovecraft Country was amazing. The music was great. The the shows, or the shows, the, the outfits, the acting was phenomenal. Jonathan Majors, like, he's my new man crush, my new celebrity crush. Like, he's so fine. He's beautiful. He can act his ass off. I was like, you better work. I also saw this, like, GQ interview he did on YouTube. It was so cute. And you get to, like, see his personality, just him. And I was just like, oh, my God. Like, I feel like he would make, like, a really great partner, just based on that. Obviously, I would have to get to know him and vet him, obviously, but otherwise yeah but like uh ooh, what's that girl's name journey smollett she was in it and journey smollett has been acting for a long ass time this is not her this is not new for her she has been acting for a very long time so i was very happy to see her and she killed this role she killed it she looked good she killed the role um the woman who played hippolyta hippolyta's daughter um let me get some names rolling up in here. I'm up here talking about some Hippolyta. Like, I don't know who I'm talking about. Well, if you watch the show, you know who I'm talking about. I enjoy Hippolyta's whole, especially her episode. Um, Hippolyta's daughter's episode, I really liked. But also, like, it was scary with those two little scary girls. I was like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, it was. I also, like, forgot at some moments that this show was also a horror show. Uh, so, yeah, that was that. Oh, yeah, Ruby Baptiste. Mm, that's the character's name. Um, let me see what we got going on here. Let me see, let me see, let me see. Ooh. Oh, I don't know how to say her. Oh, I'm not even about to. I'm not even about to do it, bro. No, I'm not even about to. All us. Ooh. All this black ass. All this black ass talent in here. But let's talk about Jamie Chung for a moment. Let's talk about her. Because Jamie Chung, if I'm not mistaken... This woman started off on Real World, like a long time ago. Y'all remember Real World on MTV? Yeah. And I remember back then she was talking about, oh, like, I want to act. She better win an award because she killed it. 
she killed that. Like, I was like, I'm here for this people, person of, mostly person of color cast, mostly black. And Jamie Chung out here. She, I said, Jamie, Jamie Chung, really, she just showed us what that do. Like, she, she did it. I was like, oh my goodness. She did such a great job in this, in this thing. But yeah, everybody did a really phenomenal job with the acting. It was very believable. Like, um... I, at, at times I forgot that it was, I was also watching a horror show, horror show. So, um, I had to turn the lights on if I was watching it at night. Um, sometimes I would opt to just wait till the next day so I could watch it in the morning, you know, when the sun's out. But yeah, um, it was a very good show. Highly recommend it if you haven't seen it. Please watch it. Also, I saw Legendary. Legendary is a, like, ballroom competition show. Um, it has Megan Thee Stallion in it um, and many other... Hold on, let me see. I should actually have the names of these people because they are the people that are actually in the ballroom scene and actually, like, important in the... Yeah, show me the cast, Google. What you doing out here? Okay, so we got... The Master of Ceremonies, Deshaun Wesley, Law Roach was on there, Jamila Jamil, who is like, okay. She's I, I don't I don't really know why she was why they picked her to be the main person, but as far as I was concerned, Laomi Maldonado was the was the like host of the not the host of the show, but like the mo the most important person of the show because she was in that she's in the ballroom scene. She's big in the ballroom scene. So yeah here for that. It was a very great show. Um, I think one of my favorite houses was the House of Ninja. Um, I was really sad when they went home, unfortunately, but um, there was a lot of really great talent on that show. Um, I was, you know, I was seeing people move their bodies in ways that I was just like, all right. Um, I forgot who the name of that girl was, but she was running up walls and, you know, doing black, black flips, back flips and like six inch heels. I said, Y'all better give her her roses. So, yeah. Um, I also enjoy, like, the backstory of these houses, too, and, like, the members in the backstory. Um, it was a very good show if you have HBO and if you're also into ballroom. Um, also, if you're not into ballroom or you, if you don't know much about it, I still think it's a great show to watch because it does give you some historical context a little bit, too. So, you know, get your life. Um, I also watched Betty this... Uh, this year Betty was a great show it was a all-female cast of women's or women I don't I don't know how old they were supposed to be they look pretty young like they're all like 2021 20, or something like that or under 25 but like um yes yeah, a skateboarding show uh, about women uh in the in the skateboarding scene which I would assume is predominantly a male dominated scene so I really liked it. They cover again. They had a lot of really great themes that they covered, um, such as victim blaming and believing the victim. Yeah, so I was here for that. Also, off of Betty, uh, Betty was made from Skate Kitchen, and Skate Kitchen is on Hulu or was on Hulu, I believe. It's Skate Kitchen is a movie, and it has most of the same most of the same characters just carry over into Betty. So I was like, oh. So yeah, it was interesting. And then I can't remember if I watched Euphoria this year 
or if that was like late last year, but I just wanted to put Euphoria out there. Euphoria was such a good show. I did not know that, um, what is that girl's name? I see her face, Zendaya, Zendaya. I didn't know she could act like that. I didn't know that she had that in her. Uh, I'm really glad that she was put in that role. It was very believable. She did a very great job. All those people did, all those young people did. Everybody in that show did a really great job acting. Um, yeah, if you haven't seen it, it's pretty good. It's a pretty raw lens of like what people in high school have to deal with now. So it, I will say that it does get kind of graphic, but like it's it's coming from a lens of like this is what high school is now with like technology and social media and like, you know, streaming services and things where you can just take a picture and just post and have it out there. So I I really enjoyed Euphoria. Um, I have not seen those extra... I have not seen the extra two photos, or two photos, two episodes of Euphoria yet, but I hope to see those soon. But yeah, those are just a few other things that I was watching this year and that I wanted to talk about. Um, thank you so much for laughing with me, laughing at me with this episode. I really appreciate y'all like staying with me for the ride. So yeah, um, yeah, I had a ball. So thank you so much for listening. I'll see you guys later with another episode of something. So yeah, thank you guys. Bye.